Welcome to another episode of Late Night Party Boys. Today uh, we talked with Nick Kappa, a Melbourne comedian originally from the country. He was a very, very lovely interview. I, I think, I think, and I, I, I have a very big comedy pitch yeah. for him. I, I worked it into today's script, and I, I, and I, look, I hope he takes it to heart, but I'm not 100% sure he will. Ross, Ross came up with a, an angle that he, he could um, perform his comedy to gain a, a, a great acclaim Australia-wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, you'll see how he took it. Late night party boys. Late night party boys. Late night party boys. These boys are party boys. Party Boys. I'm Damien Vosk. I'm Ross Purdy. And today on the show we have the lovely local comedian uh, Nick Kappa, who's originally from New uh, South Wales. Yeah, originally yeah. from Boomai. Yeah. From where? Boomai. Boomai. Yeah, which is near Moree. Yeah. Moree. Yeah. Boomai, Moree. Yeah. Whenever anything's from the country, Ross just puts on that voice. Yeah. So he <laughs> thinks it's more relatable. I tell him it's not. I tell him it just makes things weird with the guests. No, no, it works. It works. Are you relating to him at all, Kappa? It's quite an odd... Uh, <laughs> it is quite an odd name. Uh, and, and it does sound better when you say it that way. So I kind of I kind of relate to him. Yeah, I yeah. think it was made to be said in that voice. So, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. There's a few other places like Garah, Gundawindi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they are solid names. Yeah. And uh, when did you... So you... Did you start doing comedy in the country, or did you just come straight to? You went to you were in Sydney for a bit, and then you came to Melbourne, right? Um, yeah, yeah, I was in Sydney for six years doing comedy there, and then I yeah I've moved to Melbourne. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's what? great. Is there? There's no comedy scene in those country towns except for a couple of you know no. jabs at the pubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, oh, I hate prop comedy. I was saying this the other day on uh, on Dave O'Neill's podcast. Sorry, I'm. I'm seeing other podcasts, guys. Oh, you uh, bastard! Um, but Said we'd be the only one. I, uh, I, yeah, I think it starts because I used to work on cotton farms and a lot oh, of farms, man. and I, I, on night shift there wasn't much to do. Like you'd you'd make sure the paddocks were watered, and then you'd just drive like a lot of utes driving around, and then you'd put all the utes kind of together, and then you would, you know, swap jokes. You know, so oh. kind of I think. Bands, every band That's starts... That's not where I saw that w- was going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, 
I, I thought there was going to be some kind of Fast and Furious in Utes. Oh, yeah, there was a bit of that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a cool thing we used to do where if you wanted to sleep, you would just drive the ute up a, up on a cha- channel bank, like a, a hill, kind mm. of where the dams are, you'd, and you'd park the ute that way so you were just inclined ah. to sleep. Yeah, you'd park the ute on a 45-degree angle. That's... And then you, and then you, it felt like you were in a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> Hold uh, on, let yeah. me just write this down. Makeshift uh, recliner. Russ is about Phil... to be kicked out of his home, so this is going to be really useful. Feels like on a spaceship. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it was good. So yeah, I think every band starts out as a cover band, right? So I, I think mm. I think I started out as like a cover joke teller. You know, I always wonder where jokes came from. Yeah, you know, I only mm. read them in joke books or FHMs or Maxim magazine. <laughs> Wait, or there's whatever. jokes in FHMs and Maxims? Yeah, yeah, they'd have a little joke section or they'd mm. have quotes from comedians. And like... I, I loved it. And I kind of, after a while, I started adding my own stuff to the to the bits. Yeah, because um, your style wouldn't be like, I don't think it's traditional, traditional, sort of joke writing style at all. No, no, but I, like the only comedians I saw first were like Carl Barron. Yeah, know, um, yeah. and I, I loved him. I thought yeah, he was yeah, that makes incredible, uh, and he, he still is, you know. But like then, when I years ago I saw an open mic, and I thought, oh, maybe I could give this a try, but I did want to do something different. And then when I, then when I saw the guys from the Mighty Boosh do their stand up, yeah, and it was so I was like, oh wow, you can be really different with this, you know. So that's yeah, that that was my inspiration. Them, them and Dave Chappelle, <laughs> so it's a real, it's a real weird mixture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's but I guess good. when you see me, I'm not near as good as any of those guys. You could probably see the influences. Yeah, you kind of Mighty Boosh and Dave Chappelle. They have mentioned it. <laughs> it does does make does make a lot of sense. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Anyway, that's it. that's the way I started out, and then I didn't. I got, I got to Sydney. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I always wanted to play in bands, but I couldn't play any yeah. music. No, not even not even sing. No, I couldn't no. do anything. And I just used to go to band nights, and they'd be like, "Man, bloody." When are you getting up? Because I, you know, I have mm. big hair. I look like I was a musician. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like a rock star. Yeah. Surely he yeah. can do it. Yeah, exactly. And my my best mate, he was, he's big into comedy, um, and he was a musician. And he said, "Oh, why don't you give stand up a go?" And I didn't really know anything about it, but I, uh, yeah, gave it a go, and yeah, it went good. Yeah, I've, I, I was, uh, I was working with a musician last night, and. God, their life seems better than ours. Yeah, like they just—they just seem so relaxed sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah, they're peaceful. Yeah, what working with? How are you working with them? Oh, like, I was just helping out in a music video, but like he was—he uh, yeah, yeah. was just like this chiller. He was just like, man, sometimes these shoots stress me out. Sometimes <laughs> I think I could just be living in my van. Yeah. Busking and it'd be the best, and I'm like, would it? I don't know, like, because then the comedy an- analytic brain is just like, no, nah, that'd be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. But yeah, like uh, I would love to do something like that, but unfortunately in Australia the the distances between things and this. Ah, uh, yeah. I yeah. think in the states it's possible to do that, like live in a van and be a comedian or whatever, go from city to city, because a small town for them is like a million people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh man, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, and yeah, th- thanks for having me here at the studios. No, that's all right. Um, thank you for coming on because you're going to be. I guess it's. I guess this 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 sketch with got towards the end it's, it's more of a roast than most of i guess i think we've had yeah um but mainly just because we don't understand anything about the country it's just <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> we're just a couple of hipster fucks but are like oh <laughs> the country <Yeah. laughs> we've driven through there a few times 
I, I love the country. I've, I always think about quitting and just moving back yeah. there. You know, I, I often do. You know, because life's so good out there. You, why? It, may, it does make you question, why do we live in the city? Mm. Like, why do we? Like, out there, you got motorbikes, you got whatever you want. You can have a boat if you want it. You know, you can have... Like, that's good. Like, why wouldn't? You, why would you deprive yourself of all the options? You know what I mean? All the options of motorsport. Like, you yeah. can't I wish have I, them in the city. I wish I lived in a world where all I needed was motorbikes and a boat. What do you need, yeah. Ross? What do you need to make uh, yourself fulfilled? Uh, yeah, yeah. What, what's missing in your life currently that's not a motorbike? Five... St- oh, what was I going to say? <laughs> Five-star restaurants. Five-star restaurants. If I can afford to go into them. <laughs> I can't even afford to go into them just to get kicked out of them, you know? <laughs> what, what, have you ever been to a five-star restaurant, Ross? No, no. One look at me, they'll like... They don't, they call, don't call them five-star restaurants. They call them five hats, don't they? Oh, yeah, that, they could, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. call them something with a hat. Hats. I've been to one once. I went to the... I think it's not even a five-star one. I went to the Rockpool one. Like Neil Is Perry's that- restaurant. Sydney is Sydney. Yeah, I, yeah, used to be one in Sydney. I think there's one in Melbourne now. Yeah. And like the waiters are like ninjas. Like really? they're like, like all of a sudden there's food on your table. Oh, it's man. incredible. One of, That's what ninjas do when they're not ninjing. <laughs> they have to uh, get a. I mean, there's not a lot of a ninja contract killing work going no, on no, these no, no, days. No. It's, it's it 2017. You know, they have to work at night. Uh, so, you know what I mean? Like uh, either you have a ninja shift or you have a waiter shift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good one, premise, man. Whichever one you're rostered on, but like, how would you order from them? Uh, oh, if you can't see them. Yeah, that's true. And you can't hear them. No, they're just there. They they're they just, just appear. Like you turn around and you're like, oh, I think I'm ready to order, and just they're like, yes, sir. You think yeah. that's why they're so hard to get bookings at? Just because they keep it to a manageable number, so the waiters are always present to yeah. do Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you're like, because like at no other restaurant do you get good service like you're just like you're just waiting you're waving your arms if yeah. you're rude you start clicking like I just fire a gun <laughs> I just fire a gun in the air that usually that usually frees up the restaurant as well it gets attention yeah, you know yeah, yeah and usually you get a free yeah. meal yeah, <laughs> yeah no, and, yeah. and a bunch of cash as it would happen <laughs> just point a gun around yeah, say yeah. hey cash they pay you, you to eat cash? there I find if you bring a gun they pay you to eat there yeah Oh man, it's great. You know, I mean, of course, I've been carted away a few times, but that's more free meals. You know? I think what this podcast is saying is, bring a gun with you everywhere you go. It solves problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah. You... You're right, America. I'm with you, Trump. <laughs> Do you have? Because your your family has a farm. Yeah. Uh, is it a cotton farm or is it? No, what, they what they, kind of they, they manage like a pecan nut farm. They used to oh. manage a cotton farm. Yeah, yeah. I ate a yeah. few of their pies. Last yeah, week. yeah, good. yeah. So yeah, no, it's great. It's it's the best lifestyle. You hey. Work hard, but you play hard. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, and the pecans they grow on they're trees, right? Or they're shrubs? Or yeah, yeah, they're, they're trees. trees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never seen a pecan tree. Oh right, yeah. It's just a, just a a normal tree, I guess. Yeah, yeah. There's no uh, <laughs> nothing. No standouts. No standout things. No, no. Uh, I I I help graft them sometimes. I didn't know. Yeah. That you can graft different trees to different, different uh, like they so can you, go together. You can um, get yeah, a branch yeah. off like a lime tree. Yeah. And as long as it's the same kind of tree, and stick it to the lemon tree, and it'll graft it. itself on there. And then you've got limes and lemons. 
It's a fucking nuts, guys. <laughs> so yeah, you can you Just can put different nuts. All your fruit in the one. Yeah, tree. yeah, you can have one big fruity tree. How good is that, guys? That's pretty good. I'm psyched. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So it was it was like that, uh, and um, I think like my dad's really angry at the moment because there's a lot of cockatoos that eat everything. the nodules off the um, grafted. So he's like he's like taken a robotics course uh, and he's um, bought like this drone and he's going to modify it so I can hold five kilograms worth of fireworks. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking he was just going to make it, like put a motor on the bottom of a scarecrow so it scares around. That's a bit of nah, movement. Man. Just get them off. Fireworks. He's, no, he's, fireworks. He's, he's got to go to 11, man. He doesn't blow them up. He's like, he said you can't kill them or injure them. Because then they just come back. Yes, you just got to scare the fuck out of them. So they tell their mates, like, (laughs) oh, don't go back there. There's a a psycho. Tell their mates. Give them PTSD so they can't even sleep at night without thinking of fireworks. There's a 65-year-old farmer with Skynet monitoring his... (laughs) (laughs) It's like that thing out of Terminator 2, that that thing, that big floating thing. Oh, man. God. Yeah, Cockatoos, they're, they're intense birds. They are yeah. very intense birds. I was, I was going to... And yeah, because you're in the country. Yeah. What have you shot? That's what you've got to ask. Oh, when I was younger, we used to shoot uh, like kangaroos that came onto the fields. Yeah. And pigs. Um, and, but then my moral kind of boundaries mm. uh, finished there. I, um, I don't really shoot anything living anymore. That's fair we enough. We just shoot um, clay pigeons. Yeah, you know, those like, yeah, clay They're just discs. discs. Yeah, and they not even pigeons. That is so much fun. Yeah, at imagine. Christmas time, it's a Kappa family tradition <laughs> to get drunk and shoot clay discs uh, with a loaded shotgun. I tell you what, man, there's nothing more therapeutic. Drunk with guns. Yeah, pumping the. And they just fling out, right? There's like some sling. I've watched yeah. the Olympics once. <laughs> and you can say pull, and it's so good. And when you reload, when when you shoot. Because it's two shots, a shotgun. When you shoot one shot, and then the the shell comes flying out, yeah. and then you pump it and pull it again, and you smell in the gunpowder. Tell you what, guys, it's great. <laughs> Don't it's get great. on Kappa's wrong side. <laughs> it, no, I, um, no, that would, I, would, I would. You know, that, if I shot somebody, I, that would bad. be that would be annoying because <laughs> like it would take away all that feeling from the shotgun, all the feelings of, you know, killing oh, yeah. another human life. And I'd all rather the, just preserve it. It'd for ruin the all your Christmases as well. Yeah, like, <laughs> I wouldn't have many Christmases after that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you would. They just wouldn't be the same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just yeah, just all those childhood memories being ruined with one act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So, you, so uh, you're doing you're doing some pretty cool stuff at the moment. You're like you've been in a bunch of web series. You've yeah. What what else are you working on at the moment? Uh, working on. Uh, like a bit of a sketch thing today with a few mates. Yeah, so cool. They made like a web series called Idiot Box. Oh, which is, those are, you've been in another one of their sketches as well. Yeah, yep, yep. So they're they're filming a few more, and I th- I've got uh, just a little rumor. Got some things coming out with uh, Aaron Gox, which should be really oh, good. Nice. Um, he's he's the king. Love he is, him. He's good friend, it. and yeah. love his stuff. So it's an honor. To be involved with that, yeah, very cool. Because he's got he he's doing some stuff with um, Comedy Channel, right? Yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah. 
Yep. So yeah, it's it's going to be amazing. Uh, and yeah, man. Um, what else? Uh, then I just do my podcast, uh, Highway to Nothing, and then also doing Brisbane Funny Fest in August with my new show, which I think will be about robotics. Uh, it's <laughs> Inspired half... off the drone? Yes, yeah. yes, it is, actually. I took the same robotics course as my dad. Oh, really? Yeah, you, there's, there's this it, thing... That... It, where, where did you do it? It's just online, or is it... Yeah, there's. I found this place, I think it's done by Swinburne University or whatever, mm. and it's like called Open to You. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is Education. it a free one of the free ones? Yeah, and you just do yeah. free courses. Like it's the best. I've been I've been doing one on psychology, oh. and yeah, make a note yeah. of this after the show. Yeah, yeah. Also, we've got to educate ourselves. Robotics course. I'm typing it now. Yeah, yeah. Don't take all my jokes, guys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if any other comedians find out about this resource, I'm I'm a dead man. <laughs> or any of the lecturers go, they'll be like, oh, this guy's all just ripped robot- off my course <laughs> verbatim, and then just put dick, put pics of his dick <laughs> in between each one. You know. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, doing doing that, and yeah, yeah, heaps of stuff. So yeah, he, heaps of cool, That's very cool uh, things, and you know it's a lot of fun. Of course, not making any money yet, but oh, who, yeah. who cares about money when yeah. you've got art? Hey, folks. Exactly. Fuck art. Fuck. What's right. art ever done for oh, me? Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Russ is still in it for the money. He just hasn't been to a five-star restaurant, and he's yeah. killing him. I really want to go to a five. I'm getting hungry, actually. I would really? like to go to a five-star. I don't restaurant. know. If, I, I don't know if I've been to one. I went to one that was really fancy, and it was like, and I was. And I, I kind of like ate the food and I'm like, this is delicious. And I was like, I think this is what those assholes on MasterChef are talking about. Oh, right. In terms yeah. of good food. You instantly went into that mode. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. just like, ah, oh, it is pretty good. Yeah. It's like not worth <laughs> watching it for an hour when I can't taste it good, but I can see why people get, you know, yeah, worked yeah, up about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see why people get psyched about food. Yeah. I yeah. Because I, uh, when you're older, food is like, that's your break from reality. It, it's you know, very and you're true. Like, when you're young, you're like, oh, I have to have it's dinner like, again. It's a chore. Mom, yeah, it's a chore. It's such yeah. a chore. I have to have it for my survival. Oh. I was talking to someone this week about it. I'm like, how like, how much of an inconvenience is eating? Like, every three, four hours, you're just like, i got to do this thing again. I've got to oh. stick some food in my mouth. But it's great. Especially when you get a good meal. Oh, when like, you get the when is... you get the good stuff, but you rarely get the good stuff. Usually, <laughs> it's just tin beans and me goring, oh. and that I was like, but I was saying like, you know, if you knew you were going to eat terribly like that, how good would it be if you could just store it all up like a camel's hump, and just not have to, to do it for like three weeks? Oh, uh, I don't know, man. I like I like the taste. I like I like looking for food. I, lo- I love it all. I love I love uh, walking. You're around a hunter gatherer. You're you're yeah. you're the primal man, Kappa. Like grew up on a farm. You you enjoy every bit of humanity. Yeah, I, I, we're just jaded city folk who are <laughs> yeah. used to eating things out of packets and cans. Well, don't get don't get me wrong. I'm used to that, but now I'm just like over it. <laughs> now I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna cook my own stuff or whatever. You know. I, th- I think it helps also when you've got a, like, I've got a good um, girlfriend now who has shown me not to eat out all the time. <laughs> uh, she's like, you can cook things. Uh, this is called a frying pan. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm actually okay at cooking. I didn't think I would be. Nice. I'd be. I thought I'd be horrible at it. But I really enjoy going to pick it. Like, I don't like going to Woolworths or anything or the big chains. Any. Mm. I, li- I live in North Richmond, so you can go and... You can go to the like local, mar- like uh, yeah, yeah, produce and, and it's markets. so good. And you get to see the big bits of meat, 
and you're like, I want that big bit of meat. You know what I mean? And the guy like cracks a joke at you. It's not like a deli at a big supermarket where they're like, yeah, fucking take a number. Shut up. Like, that'll be $40 for a steak. You, you can thank me for that. I've, I, yeah, I've gone around and done a lot of like door-to-door jobs. And like, yeah, the butchers are usually the most animated ones. Yeah, yeah a lot yeah. actually. Like they have a bit of a sense of humour. Door-to-door, man, that's that's uh, tough. It's, it's terrible. I remember I sold children's educational, like a children's educational software. Kit. Yeah, it's like uh, it was. What was it called? A I think be- better chance or something like that. Oh. And it was part of time life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was part of that. I, I did a similar thing. Yeah, and yeah. it was, yeah, going around actually in people's houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was so tough. Man, that was rough. You were, And it, it, they reckon the opportune, you know, the, the ideal times was around five till nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when everyone's cooking dinner, you know, and... Mm. And you could just smell all the food coming out of houses, people finishing work. Oh, was your were your your ones not pre booked? You just rocked up? No, I made the appointments. Oh, you made the appointments. And then other people came in and they did their demonstrations. Oh, so that, that's all right. It's you like did... a three level process. It's like yeah. okay, you've got an appointment. See, I was is... I was one of the guys that were at the houses. Yeah, yeah. And that was yeah. yeah. It was a, I, it was far as jobs go. I was I was like eighteen. I didn't know what I was doing anyway. I'm just yeah. like, yeah, I'll do this. Why not? It's a fun experience. Yeah, I think when you do those jobs, though, sometimes you can get in a crew of people that are just running from their demons. Um, <laughs> yeah, salespeople are a yeah. weird yeah. bunch of people. Like everyone, everyone's had some stuff happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I was working at one stage. I was working with a guy who was just trying to come clean and get out of the mob. Oh, wow. <laughs> and there was another guy who was like, like he was Golden Gloves of Queensland. Like He was a boxing champion. Then he's yeah. just like, oh, I just needed to leave. And he just never told us why. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just like, just taking these these other jobs. And I'm just like, he was a really nice, interesting guy. But everyone, everyone was just, and there was another guy who was the worst. He was trying to become a life coach. Um Oh, let's tell people. Coach. Yeah, try to tell people how do they how, sh- how they should live. And I'm, <laughs> I'm a door-to-door salesperson. I'm respectable, guys. <laughs> I should be a life coach. Yeah, li- life coaches are weird, aren't they? I remember yeah. I was working in a warehouse once, and this dude's like, um, he was really abrupt. He's, uh, he's like, so what do you do, man? I'm like, oh, I, just, I, I don't do much actually. I'm just between jobs and stuff. Mm. He's like, oh, that's not a very good way to. You know, that's that's not a good way to start your life you know what I mean like you should know where you're going to go yeah. get some goals I'm like who the fuck is this guy <laughs> you're working the same seconds. job as me yeah I know it was, it was rolling up posters <laughs> yeah. uh, movie posters yeah because were well, you like is this your dream is this your goal <laughs> yeah exactly and he's like I'm studying to be a life coach I'm like yeah man well, it's what I don't know. Like you've I, already got it wrong. <laughs> I have. I had a friend who's just like at like seventeen. She's like, I want to be a motivational speaker. I'm like, you haven't achieved anything. What are you going to motivate people to do? Like yeah, you know yeah, nothing. Yeah. I've been motivating people my whole life. That's yeah. my thing. Yeah, I, 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 I like, live a poor life, and then people look at that, and that <laughs> motivates them to not be me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That 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 could probably we could work. just have a big Ross on stage. You know, what I mean? like a, we could just follow you around with a camera, like get your fucking act together. Yeah, it's just like, and he's like, he's like, you don't want to end up like this, never having eaten a five star restaurant. <laughs> All you I want... do is eat leftover KFC. <laughs> 
I wouldn't wish this life on anyone. There's <laughs> <laughs> a slideshow. It's Ross trying to defend him. Like, we've butchered him that hard that he's like, no, man, I, I, like, I run a podcast, and everyone just starts <laughs> laughing in his face. Like, podcast? Uh, and it just becomes cruel. It's not <laughs> even... Come on, have you heard of Mark Maron? Come on, yeah, guys. Yeah. Podcasts are the big thing. And then they walk out, and they don't, they're not motivated at all. They're like, oh, my life's better than Ross's. <laughs> <laughs> they just go living. At least I'm not Ross. So. At least I don't have a fucking podcast. Yeah. Jesus. Gives them a new perspective. <laughs> I love it. I mean, Australia is such a weird place. Like, we do have such great lives here. Like, I yeah. like it that, man, that you don't have a job or whatever, but you still somehow have a MacBook Pro. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that, that's, uh, that, yeah. that's weird. That's, you know, that's, like, that's weird. That, that's a, that's Daddy a, government gave it to Ross. <laughs> he looks after him. <laughs> Uh, for pe- listeners out there, uh, Nick Kappa's referring to uh, this MacBook I have right now. Which I, <laughs> I, yes, as he pointed out, I inexplicably have, despite my lack of <laughs> an actual stable income. In Ross's defense, it's a MacBook Air, and the specs are quite, yeah. quite low. Okay. Um, I have a MacBook Pro, um, which oh, is right look next at to him, pulling uh, because I've, Vosk, I, pulling I have his MacBook several out. jobs. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I, I, what do you guys think is your definition of rich? Because uh, I was thinking this the other day. Mm. Someone with a big MacBook Pro and maybe Jeez. like a desktop Mac. Like uh, yeah, two, yeah. Yeah, I've only got one. That's pretty, like, not rich, but that's like, hey, I'm doing okay. Like, <laughs> I've got my own business and it's doing all right. And then mm. I think someone's doing really well when they have the ice cube maker in the fridge. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A pretty, that's a pretty that's big true. sign of that's wealth. A, that's a big show of wealth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a big fridge. Yeah. One of those big... One of the two-door ones yeah. open out. Yeah. It's like a closet, like a walk-in closet. Huge TV doesn't say rich anymore. No, that Huge says TV, scum. console, like... That says yeah, you're spending yeah. your money on the wrong things. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I don't know what other signs there is. <laughs> Clothes aren't... A lot of people, a lot of poor people have good clothes now. You know, like yeah. not, not well, the invention but... of the credit card. That's what, that's yeah. what did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what other signs are. Probably car is the next level. Yeah, like if car. Someone's got, if someone's usually got a, a car. quite a large four-wheel drive, that's usually... Because they're, they're, like, so expensive now. Yeah. Sedan, that doesn't mean anything. You have a new sedan, anyone can get a what's new a four, sedan. What's a basic four-wheel drive go for? Oh, like 80 grand or something. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the smaller ones are really cheap, but then the bigger. You mean the fake, the fake four wheel drives? That yeah, are yeah, yeah. Just like two wheels, and they just kind of like. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, we're just a bit higher off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> hey, people like that. My mum drives one of those fake four wheel drives because she's like, I can see everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're only like. I can see like when I drive eight kilometers an hour. I can see the people blocking the me in road. traffic. <laughs> <laughs> I can see them from a different angle. Um, cool. So, uh, from the country, you've had your fair share of partying. Yeah. You're a party boy. What's your, like, what's your relationship? When, when did you start, when did you start drinking first of all in the country? I feel it'd be... Um, I went to boarding school and I didn't really... Went to boarding school? I didn't really, uh, want to drink. And then I was peer pressured. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be cool. And then I, I think when I was, yeah, when I was in year nine... So it was like 14 or 15. Mm. Uh, drank some cask goon before a, a dance. Um, and, yeah, in in the dorms with the other guys. What, what's boarding school like? 
Uh, but it, it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It was hard sometimes. I went to a weird boarding school. I went to a government one. So I didn't even know they existed. Yeah, it's a real weird one. It's an agricultural yeah. one with its own farm and stuff like that. So Hold on a sec. Government-owned owned farm. You picked cotton. I don't yeah. like where this is going, Camper. Were you a slave? Yeah, I was a slave. <laughs> no, we had slaves. I was the one who <laughs> controlled the slaves. I would okay. never be a slave. I brutally beat so many people of different races. Let's keep going down this road, you guys. <laughs> Talk about slavery. Uh, no, no. I am... Um, yeah. <laughs> they weren't just using you for cheap labour, though. They gave you an education. No, we have machines, so we just get slaves oh. to operate the machines. <laughs> huh, now I feel like there was actually slaves. <laughs> no, there wasn't slaves. My dad made me into a slave because, uh, yeah. Every, every parent does. They, yeah. they have a child for the love and the cheap labour. He just made me work. Uh, so, yeah, no, that, that, was, that was good. Um, yeah, no, so I just went there, and, yeah, we had a school dancer, mm. and I think 34 people got suspended. Uh, really? that one school dance. Everyone Just got because drunk. of booze? Yeah, just because, yeah, I think four people got expelled. What? It was a big, but the room we were in, it, did, it didn't leak out that it was out, because if one person in one dorm, then all the rest got expelled. Real? Oh, man. So, yeah, fortunately, somehow we, we got... There was no spies, no double agents in our dorm. Did they enlist other students to rat you out, like rat people out? I think so. I don't know. There was always, yeah, just, there was no, there was no just one individual who got caught. It was always the guys he was drinking with as well, you know, so, yeah, oh, it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. Um, that, that was, that was kind of when I first started drinking and then, yeah, and then we'd have, uh, year 11, we had night leave, so one Saturday per term mm. or two Saturdays you could go out um, for the night on a Saturday night and you just had to be back at the school by midnight so it was a pretty loose school <laughs> it was there was not yeah it wasn't that strict we were, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't very academic like not many people yeah it was mostly about sport and agriculture did <laughs> so, anyone go on to be a famous s- sports star um, there's a few rugby league players yeah. that came from my school oh, yeah. yeah yeah I think Tom Leroy who plays for the Broncos Massive guy, and then there was uh, Alan Tung, who plays for Canberra Raiders. He's pretty go. big. Um, and uh, Tony Windsor's son. I went to school with him. He's a nice fella. Uh, but that's it. Yeah, Tony Windsor. I think Tony Windsor actually went to our school. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, it was mm. cool. So it worked. Look, you could have made up names just then, and I wouldn't have known the difference. Yeah. Also, like, I'm. Ross is a cricket boy. <laughs> I'm a cricket boy, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is probably how, uh, you know, normal my school was. I'm probably, I'm probably the most famous person to go to my school. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was that's just right. an agricultural school in Tamworth. So that that signifies <laughs> uh, how <laughs> how um, everybody's where doing the bar right. was set. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in terms of fa- fame, fame, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, cool. so cool. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess like we're we're coming up to that time where we you tell us your party story. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I'll just give you a fresh of the dot points you gave us. Okay. Yep. Yep. They're they're, they're pretty lively. Yeah. Um. So the first one you said I set a guy's mullet on fire. Yeah. Where do you go from there? Yeah. And that's the first. I mean, that's point. the first one. And after I set fire to the guy's mullet, he jumped on top of me, and security pulled him off. 
Yeah. Uh, you saw two people having sex in a swag, which for anyone who doesn't know what a swag is, I didn't either. It's a sleeping bag with a mattress in the bottom. Yeah. Um, and then a group of people was standing around them. A man ran up to us, asked for directions to it. Yeah. Uh, to the to the sex swag swag sex. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> swag sex. And then you and your mate took turns hitting each other on the ass with an esky lid. Um, and then one of your mates revved his ute so hard it blew what's called a Welsh p- plug, and you had yeah. to get the an RMA. Yeah. Yeah. An RMA. Yeah. Yes. You don't want to blow a, a regular plug, let alone a Welsh plug, am I uh, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, I know, yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is a Nick Capper's party story. Take it away. Tell us what happened that faithful night. Um, yeah, well, I was went to a BNS in Condobolin, where Shannon Knowles from, actually. And it's just a town in the middle of nowhere. And, yeah, they have these BNS balls to raise funds for the town. They're called Bachelors and Spinsters. Um <laughs> And everyone, everyone parks their ute uh, in the sh- at the showgrounds. Does anyone have any other car aside <laughs> no, from the ute? You have to rock up in a ute. Up. <laughs> yeah, like, Someone comes in a Nissan Micra, there's a riot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, and then uh, everybody drinks, revs their utes. Like, they're really loud, like, <laughs> like, big. Everyone's got, like, VB and... To his new all over their utes, like Mac, yeah. the biggest bull bar you can get, aerials hanging off it, and and then everyone dresses up in a tuxedo, um, goes into the showgrounds, presents their ticket, and then once you present your ticket, which is like a hundred bucks, yeah, um, they give you a, a cup on a string to hang around your neck so you don't lose your cup, <laughs> and then a couple of condoms uh, and a sticker, and then you um, what's the sticker for? Are they just to show just you paid. sticker on your ute. Oh. Yeah, yeah, like, I went to this b and oh. um, Yeah, so... Okay. It's pretty, pretty loose, pretty loose affair. Mm. And then you just get off your chops. Like, they just have big <laughs> barrels of rum and beer and you just go up and oh, help man. yourself. Yeah, they're, they're wild. They're, I, don't th- I don't think they're as wild anymore. I watched them kind of get tamer and tamer, but the first ones I went to, and definitely yeah. Condoblin. Like, a guy like me, my, my town... It's Bumai, it's like 60 people, right? So yeah. I'm from not the full outback, but it's nearly outback, right? Mm. But I went to Condoble and I was scared. I was like, fuck, this place is a redneck haven. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like it was, people were fighting, like beating the <laughs> shit out of each other. I was like, I felt like a city boy. You know, like it, it was very, yeah, it was very alarming how crazy this fucking place was people weren't making out they were mauling each other you know they were absolutely <laughs> I've never seen other people kiss yeah, <laughs> our town's too small I think this is how it's done what, what oh. is that what are they doing to each other's faces <laughs> yeah yeah it was very scary um, so yeah it was it was a great because I've, I've been to Gunner Windy BNS and a few mm. other ones and they were a lot tamer than that but they were still crazy like people were still having sex in bloody horse stables and shit and, you know they, they you, you as soon as you go in there it's it's cool to rip someone either rips your front pocket off or you rip their front pocket off what yeah is yeah. that just so, a greeting yeah yeah so by the end of it there's just no no one's got any shirts on they're all ripped <laughs> apparently because going to like apparently bns is you know they used to be a lot crazier like people would be just doing donuts in their utes like in front of like oh man like stages and stuff and apparently yeah. bob geldof came out to a bns once yeah and he left 
Exactly. It was too wild. <laughs> He's like, because, you know, three people fallen out of utes and got ran over or <laughs> Oh, whatever. my God. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, that, that's like an urban myth, but apparently, yeah, apparently. I party like that's... a rock star, but this is out of hand. Yeah, yeah. Let's popularise yeah. this myth. Bob <laughs> Geldof, left a BNS, too crazy for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is too crazy for I, Bob Geldof. I don't know what Bob Geldof sounds like. Yeah. This is my Bob Geldof yeah, voice. I'm going to do some more Pretty research, sure actually, into yeah. Bob Geldof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, sweet. Oh, well, cool. And, yeah, well, and then the night cracked on and... Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, just me and my mate were walking past uh, some... Uh, like, there was a group of guys standing around and then we walked over to see what they were looking at and they were looking at two people having sex in, in, a, in a swag, yeah. And then we were like, fuck, this is... This is weird. <laughs> we got to get away that from is, here. That's and then weird. we're walking away. Like a bogan eyes wide shut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it was it was pretty crazy. And then when we're walking away, some guy came running up and he's like, hey, man, I heard there's two people fucking in a swag somewhere. <laughs> Can you show me where? <laughs> and Jesus. we're like, oh, fuck. Should we I oh. mean, your, your positions would be fairly limited in what is a sleeping bag. Yeah. Like, there'd be two positions and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two positions is all you need, boys. Yeah, (laughs) high five, high fives around, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so it was pretty loose. And then we played some weird game called Afghanipan. I don't know why they call it that. And it's where you just uh, pull your pants down and then you just hit each other with an esky lid on the ass as hard as you can. So, what was it called again? Afghanapan. Afghanapan. <laughs> yeah. Afghan like Afghanistan or was that? I guess so. I guess that's the only word that rhymes with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a rhyme scheme. It has nothing to do with the country of Afghanistan. Yeah. Oh, man. Maybe people in Afghanistan hit each other with whiskey lids all the time and this is just a cultural tradition we don't know of. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that 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 happened and then uh then my mate revved his youth so that well Welch plug blew. What was it smoking after or what? Yeah, it didn't just didn't start oh. after that. Yeah, yeah. It was getting. Um, I think the Welsh plug regulates the air going into the engine, so that's one oh. of, one of the things that regulate the air. So yeah, I think uh, I googled it actually because I'm yeah. like, what the hell is this thing? Yeah. And uh, yeah, it looks like it's just a seal. Yeah. On yeah, the engine, yeah. it's like yeah, yeah maybe it's unseal all the air. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, ignite. Exactly. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, that was it. That was the night. And but you missed out the the crucial one, setting a guy's mullet on fire. Like, how the hell did that happen? Oh, so there was a guy I went to school with, and he was, yeah, just a bit of, a bit of a tool. Um, yeah. Anyway, so he had it coming. Yeah. So he he singed my hair, and yeah. then while he turned around, he had this big mullet sticking out of his cap. I thought I would do the same, so I singed his hair, and. He mustn't have washed it for a while because it went up pretty quick. Maybe it had product it must in it. A lot of oil in there or something because it it went yeah. up. Jesus. And then people were started hitting him in the head, <laughs> and he didn't know why. And he's just like, oh, this is just a gondola and punch on. Yeah, he's yeah, just getting it. into it. So he's like fighting the other people off, and then realizes his hair's on fire, turns it around, knows it's me for some reason, and oh, then just man. jumps on me. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then. Who and then they kicked him out. Uh no, they oh. just pulled him off me and then they're just like, like, Nah, you're good to go. Right. You're all right. Yeah, <laughs> Have yeah. another beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got him good. 
(laughs) 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 All right. So that was, um, yeah, Nick Kappa's insane party story at the Condoblin. Am I saying it right? Condoblin or Condoblin? Condoblin, I think. Condoblin. All right. B&S Ball. Yeah. Which stands for Bachelors and Spinsters. Yeah. All right. So we've written a sketch based on Nick Kappa's five dot points he gave us. So... Nick Kappel, we have, we've actually, we've ne- I haven't even seen half this sketch. Me and Ross have collaborated, written this sketch. You'll be playing the part of Nick Kappa. We have envisaged this night as such. Okay, cool. So just, we'll be doing the stage directions and everything. Okay. Um, just, you'll be playing the part of yourself. Okay. Which I think you're pretty good at. Right. Um, and, yeah. All right. Nick Kappa's party story. <laughs> Interior, Condoblin Community Hall. Nick and Damien stand beside each other, chatting as people make their way to proceedings. Oh, the annual Condoblin BNS Ball. Oh, it's a chance for us country kids to unwind, celebrate, drink and fundraise for the community. It's the one day of the year we get drunk in the community hall instead of our one pub. Ah, oh, mate, this year the Coney Ball is going to be wild. I've grown this afro so I can pe- peacock my way through the entire night. What do you mean? How do peacocks play to the grand event that is the Condoblin BNS Ball? It's where you make yourself stand out like a beautiful male peacock bird fowl. No one's going to out my out hear me this year. Uh, okay, you you could have peacocked in another way. I'm not sure the hair's enough. I mean, you could have just not worn flannelette. You'd stick out like a sore thumb then. Ah, oh, interesting point. <laughs> Everyone's in tuxedos anyway. Oh well, I'm <laughs> sure this will work out just fine. A man with more unconventional hair than I, I dare us not speak such a laughable hypothetical. Oh my God, I was just turned into Othello there. <laughs> if you say so. Oh shit, Jez of the Town DJ's here. He's the best. I heard his playlist for tonight. It's just going to be Jesse's Girl and Summer 69 on loop. Fuck how great's that. Fuck, that's good. On brand. Knows his audience. Ross walks in with a hot strut, wielding the most majestic mullet you has ever seen. Ross makes his way over to Nick and Damien. G'day, buckaroos. How y'all going? Nick and Damien are gobsmacked. A light shines off Rosso's heavenly mullet. My, my gob is thoroughly smacked. Is this, this is a bit you wrote, hey, Ross. <laughs> good, good chat, blokes. Anyway, I'm off to grab me some of those beers. Ross struts off to grab him one of those cool, cool beers. Shit, he's out peacocking me. This is foul, foul play. This night is going to end up a disaster. Nah, you just need a new angle. You know how, like, at the bar, how all the cool blokes hang out on the stools close to the booze? You mean that one bar in this town where we drink at every other night of the year? That's the one. Well, we should do that. Good plan, my man. We can just post... Post up by this esky. Interior community hall, several minutes later. Nick and Damien posted by the eskies are hazard no luck. It's not blooming working. Ev- everyone took one stop by the esky on their way and now they have four travellers each. They won't be back to this esky for at least an hour. Looks like we're going to have to mix things up a bit. Spank me with this esky lid to draw attention to us. The old esky butt spank. She never fails. That's a ridiculous idea. Alternatively, alternatively, you could give me a nipple cripple and I'll scream, drawing even more attention to the both of us. That's not the kind of attention I'm looking for at the moment. We'll go for plan A. Nick grabs the esky lid and begins to smack Damien's bottom with it. 
Damien relishing in the buttock, the buttock lid lashing. Ah, oh, that's good. What a whopper of my wally. Mmm, baby. It's Spanksgiving. Spank your daddy caps. Smank me to the moon. I'm a full moon. Bruise my brown eye. Ah, oh, tell them I walked into a door. Ross and the rest of the party see what's going on and back away. What's going on over there, Ross? Look, I try not to get involved with those non-mullet types. I grew this mullet because I just wanted to stop caring. Stand out from the normal hair pack. I just don't give a fuck anymore, you know? I'm no longer about job prospects or no lice or looking nice, you know what I mean? I live my life like I grow my hair. Wild and free. I don't know what I'll do if anything happened to this mullet. I stopped developing character traits, thoughts, and opinions, and a general sense of self when I grew this mullet. Sometimes I'm not sure if the I grew the mullet, or the mullet grew me. A single tear goes down Ross's cheek. Wow, that's real deep. Balls deep. What was that? Eh, just something the mullet made me say. You want to go outside and grab some fresh air? Sure. Ross and Rochelle head out, head out as others are also making their way out. Nick begins to notice and stops spanking Damien. The Zesky spanking plan isn't working at all. Everyone's heading outside. I think we should stick with it. I'm gonna back you spanking my back. My back, my butt is close to full release. What do Condoble and party people more, more like more than Eskies and booze? A ute muster. Mate, you got your ute outside? Mate, I am eight beers in. Of course I got my ute outside. How the hell would I get home? Come with me. Nick and Damien make their way outside. Exterior, community hall, night. Nick and Damien are walking, walking along outside. On their way, they walk past a barn and see two people hasn't sex. Wow, they are just going at it in that swag. Tch. Well, looks like another successful Condoblin ball. It's not successful until I say so. I will not be outfailed. Nick and Damien make it to the ute. Nick opens the driver's, driver's side door and Damien jumps in. If it's foul, if he wants to foul play foul, foul play, he'll get. Just like a live bird sings in the cold of winter to attract a mate, so will I. If you're drunk and waiting for a mate, I'm always here. We could try that spanking thing again. Damn it, Damo. No, I'm not going to spank you anymore. It didn't work. Drop it. Fine. Well, spanks for the memories. Even if they weren't so great, they were great for me. You still talking? Look, no Sheila can resist a bogan mating called as a rev of an SS Commodore Malou. Start revving it, Damo. Damien starts to rev up the engine. Yeah, we're late night party boys now. Name of the podcast. Harder. Push it, push it. Harder. <laughs> Ross and Rochelle walk by, noticing the commotion from Nick and Damien. What's going on with these two? They have a weird relationship, right? Oh, I'm not about to try and understand the people who run about the world mulletless. It's a crazy game they play. One head inside for Man McGovern's speech. Sure. Ross and Rochelle walk back inside as Nick and Damien continue their ute shenanigans. Harder! Harder! <laughs> the ute then blows up and smoke begins to rise from it. Shit! I think you made me blow a Welsh plug. The internal shoulder of my engine has been compromised. My entire night has been compromised. They're heading inside, away from us again. Interior, community hall night. Man McGovern takes the stage to make his grand speech. Luke! Luke! Luke. 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming out tonight to the Condoblin BNS Ball. We all know you had the chance, had no cho choice because the only other place that that sells beer is closed tonight. The Condoblin BS BNS Ball, one of the greatest events to hit our fair town since Shannon Noll himself filmed the music video for What About Me after Bogengate said no. I'd just like to say tonight, while we're all gathered around, Jesse is a friend. He has always been a good friend of mine. But lately something's changed, and it's hard to define. Jesse got himself a girl, and I want to make her mine. The lyrics of the great Rick Springfield, Jesse's Girl song, and also a passage from our town constitution. I'd just like to remind everyone here tonight that it's the message of that song that our town runs on. I mean, in a way, don't we all want Jesse's Girl? But well, we can't have her unless she wants us back. That's what we call consent. Also, if we go ahead without consent, it may hurt our friend. In this instance, our friends, it's for law. Now, as we all know, we're raising funds to save our local footy team's mascot, the Condoblin Goblin, who's currently ravaged by Super Polio. And I'd like to declare our night a success. Because someone's company in the barn. I do declare the sex barn open. <laughs> Let's all go back on track with another track by DJ Jezza. What the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> DJ Jezza takes his place back on the stage behind the decks. Yo, who wants to mix things up and get everyone on the dance floor with a fresh new rendition of the chicken dance? An angry farmer pushes his way to the front. Fuck no! I'm a chicken farmer, mate. Last thing I want is to be reminded of those damn birds crowing at the crack of dawn and all the work I gotta do, alright, mate? I want escapism in my entertainment. Not something I can't I, I can relate to. You know what I don't got? A friend named Jesse. So I sure as hell don't want his girlfriend. I'm happily married. Also, don't don't got a summer of 69. Wasn't even born then. I'm indifferent. All I'm saying, mate, don't mess with the classics. You got a good thing going. Stop trying to push yourself as an artist. Oh, uh Okay, well, I guess it's Jesse's girl again for the 45th time tonight. Exterior, community hall. Nick and Damien are lamenting the burnt-out youth as a man runs to them. Uh, hey, man, uh, apparently there's a few people getting their jollies off and rooting. Could you point me to point me my way to it? I got to get my jollies off watching others get their jollies off. Oh, it's over at that barn over there. Oh, thanks, man. The man runs off, does a little jig in celebration. Fucking thing in. <laughs> oh, it's getting there. <laughs> oh, where am I? <laughs> oh, oh, damn it. Nothing. We've been doing. Nothing we've been doing is working. I can't have that Ross guy walking around with that mold on his head. I have to do something drastic. Nick pulls out a cigarette lighter. Do what? Smoke a cigarette? Smoke cigarettes for long enough uh, that eventually you'll succumb to the long term effects of tobacco abuse? That's too drastic, Kappa. Interior, community hall. Rush and Michelle are standing beside a, a table, both having a drink. So, do you maybe want to go back to my place? I only fucked my mullet. <laughs> Nick, Nick creeps behind Ross with a lighter. He gets ever so closer until eventually... Uh, you see, the thing about a uh, mullet having his mullet is that... Lifestyle is that a mullet is only worth a mullet if that mullet... The flame goes to the mullet and is lit on fire. Ross runs around screaming. <laughs> ah! Ah! My mullet! My, my precious mullet! And to a lesser extent, the rest of my body! Rochelle pours a bottle of water on Ross's head. His mullet has been burnt off. 
He goes down on his knees, clutching what strands of his mullet remains. No! 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 My mullet! My mullet! My mullet! My curly, cult my, my curly cultivated lack of grooming all up in flames like a phoenix! If a phoenix had a mullet! Now who am I? I don't know! Should I dye my hair pink or something? How? How can I express my individuality and not bother with any other part of my personality now? Ross turns around to yell at Nick. You'll pay for this, mate. I'll kick your ass if that mullet wasn't the source of my ass-kicking powers. Now all I can do is yell at you and talk about how I want to kick your ass. Mate, mate, I'm sorry. I don't know what came over me. You know exactly what came over you. And now I'm gonna come over you. The man from before runs back in and gets, a, gets in between Ross and Nick. Guys, you won't believe who that Sheila was having sex with in the swag. It was DJ Jezza's girlfriend. DJ Jezza overhears us from the deck and turns, on, turns the music off in surprise. He runs away as the others run over to the scene. Mysterious sex party. Everyone from the party... There's more characters? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone from the party ends up, runs in following DJ Jezza. Uh, as he slides in and sees his girlfriend with another man. Samantha! Jesse! The farmer steps up to Jesse. <laughs> Jesse's girl? <sighs> no wonder you wanted to change it to the chicken dance. One man's escapism is another man's relatable. I'm sorry. Nick, Ross and Damien stand around with everyone else looking at the scene. Oh, fuck this shit. I'm going to unveil my new comedy character, War Nick Kappa. <laughs> I guess that's a war... Uh, Finn. Back to War Kappa? <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Why not? <laughs> See, I was going to suggest, Nick, to really get your comedy career going, I think you should do a character called War Nick Kappa. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. That, this is just his, Ross's way of... Pitching, you. just pitching, just pitching. It's feeling, seeing how yeah, you. When I when I'm killing it at the RSL circuit, <laughs> you'll get ten percent. It's all awesome. That's what it's all about. Yeah. So that was that was uh, how we imagined your party. Sorry. Thoughts, comments. Um, how true was it? Yeah, it's pretty close. You know, there's there's a couple of things. Yeah, I, I can't remember the DJ or anything. It was pretty pretty inebriated. Um, but yeah, every, everything was pretty good, guys. Good good work. I'd say it's a a very lengthy radio play. Uh, but that's that's, that's and, what we're about. And it also helps if I don't think Ross can really read yet. Were you? <laughs> were oh, you I, making base assumptions of what words look like? <laughs> look, there's a reason why I wear these glasses, man. Uh, okay. I couldn't see from this angle. Some oh, of it. really? That's yeah. Right. But yes. Uh, Damien and I are sharing a laptop, so we don't get a whole laptop to ourselves. Yeah. Kappa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oh, no, uh, but yeah, thank, thank you very much, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for coming on the show. And that was Nick Kappa on Late Night Party Boys. Thank you for listening. Whoop, whoop. been listening to Late Night Party Boys with Damien Vosk and Ross Purdy. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope that um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a great guest, yeah. uh, Warnick Kappa. Warnick Kappa. I, think, I don't I, think he liked that at all. I think I think that's who he is, should be now. Uh, Look, consider like that guy who's like Chopper Reed. You know, he does the Chopper Reed thing. He's still going around doing it, and Chopper Reed's long dead. Yeah, but think of all the money he can make. Yeah, I'm only thinking but, of his monetary gain. Yeah. Well, Cap is not about the money. If you listen to his interview, you'd know that. All right, Ross? I'll I'll let him be an artist. Don't make him do a shtick from a retired footballer who flops his wang out at every opportunity. Don't make him be that guy. I think he should be the guy that flops his wang out. Look, we can talk about this. Australia's got enough people that flop their wang out on a moment's notice, Ross. Yep. If it's not that, we're flopping out our intellectual wang, if you get what I mean. I do. That's been another Late Night Party, boys. Thanks for listening.